Namaste and welcome to Kidacity, the all-in-one podcast for kids, where we learn, share, and grow together. I'm your host Samir Chitta, and this is episode 60. If you're a fan of Jenga, then you will love this week's first news segment, tried and tested. Our pet care segment, my dog Yuki, is also back, where we will talk about the different postures of our dogs and what they mean. And our second segment this week is all about the beautiful world of Indian shlokas. Let's get started. Welcome to Tried and Tested, where we will talk about activities, toys, and events that I have tried or tested. This week, we are talking about a simple game that most of us would have played. at some point of time or another jenga it consists of 53 wooden blocks each block three times longer than its width the objective of the game is to remove any block from the tower and place it on top of the tower without making it fall sounds simple but it's not the game has a very interesting history it was invented by a british national miss leslie scott who grew up in ghana west africa The name derived from a Swahili word called kujenga, which means to build. But did you know that you can repurpose it and make it into building blocks, and it may even fulfill its true meaning? As the original name suggests, jenga blocks can be used to build structures. And let me tell you four things about repurposing jenga blocks. First, the positives. Number one, you can make. amazing structures of any height or shape all you need is imagination i have made some tall buildings bridges cities houses and even an apple store using these blocks number 2 you don't need a base you can make it on any flat surface and emphasis on flat surface 3 you can use it for two things to play the game and to build now the negatives number 1 You cannot build tall structures on a bumpy surface such as carpets. Also because all the blocks are the same size and shape, the final shape is always like a square or a rectangle. The blocks also don't quite fit into each other like Lego. So they keep toppling and falling quite often. Now, my experience. So I love Jenga uh, and I've been playing it ever since I was 3 years old. In my house, I have a tub full of jenga blocks. In my grandparents' house also, I have a full tub of them. I also really think that they and you know small toy cars make an amazing combination. But the biggest thing that building structures with jenga has taught me is patience, imagination, perseverance and resilience. It is interesting but very challenging yet at the same time. Finally, one thing that I think uh Jenga can do better. So the one and only thing that I think Jenga could do better is they can have bigger sizes and more colors. Would you like to try building some structures with Jenga blocks? Go ahead, try it. Swagatam to Subhashitam. One of the most age-old and effective ways of seeking and passing knowledge from one generation to another has been in the form of good things 
good things in a short, memorable and poetic way, covering a vast range of topics. Subhashita is one such powerful treasure of knowledge, and it literally means well-said or eloquent sayings. They contain very powerful yet simple messages in the form of advice, fact, truth, lessons, or a riddle. They pack a lot of information and often giving practical and easy examples for better understanding. The beauty of these things, they were relevant thousands of years ago and are relevant even today. I will pick and cover one such subhashita each time from the hundreds and thousands of them written by sages, philosophers, and learned men. I will recite them in the original language, which could be Sanskrit or any other language, and then the meaning in English. You might be wondering, what is the purpose of these? They contain lessons in leading our lives the best way possible. Let's start. Today we will be doing a riddle shloka. Nachodaharyam, Nachodajaharyam, Nabratrabhajyam, Nachabarakari, Vyayam Krate Vardata Evanityam Vidyadanam Sarvadana Pradanam. Now, Nachodaharyam means thieves can steal. Nachadrajaharyam means kings or garments can tax. Nabratrabhajyam, which means cannot be divided amongst the brothers as family assets are done. Nachabarakari, not heavy to carry. Vyayam Krate Vardata Evanityam, only well that keeps growing by spending. Vidyadhanam Sarvadhanam Pradhanam The wealth of knowledge is the most important and powerful of all wealths or assets that one could accumulate. Such a simple way to tell us about the importance of knowledge. I found a line which says that this is the only wealth that keeps growing when you spend it is very powerful. I hope you like this new segment. Dogs are gentle, loving, and oh so cuddly. Welcome to My Dog Yuki. This week, we will be talking about what a dog's posture means. You must be wondering, why do we need to know what a dog's posture means? The answer to that is so, so simple. Since a dog cannot talk like us, their posture is one of the ways how we know when they are happy or sad. Let's dive straight in. Dogs' body language can mean many things. So today, we're going to learn what some of them mean. First, let's look at tail wagging. Now, this seems pretty easy to decode, right? A dog wagging its tail means he or she is happy. Wrong. It actually means that a dog is having strong emotions. Now, it could mean being excited, but it could also mean being angry or sad. It all depends on the speed of your dog wagging its tail. The faster the wag, the more aroused the dog is. When you come home and your dog wags their tail gently, it means that they're in a relaxed mode, for example. Now, let's look at what a dog body position means. A dog's weight distribution can also tell a lot about how your dog feels. A dog that is hunched towards the ground means that it is in fear or stress. If a dog is trying to get away from something, this posture makes the dog look smaller. Another posture is when a dog turns over exposing its belly. You might think that your dog wants a belly rub, and if it is relaxed, it often wants one. But it could also mean stress and anxiety. 
If your dog's posture is shifted forward, it means that it wants to see something closer and shows interest in it. Now, for facial expressions. Dog has similar facial expressions to humans, but they mean different things. For example, if you yawn, it means you're sleepy or tired. But if a dog yawns, it means they're stressed. If you want to know more, visit the link in the bio. Now, it is time for a special interview with Ishan and Castor about their dogs. Hi, Ishan and Castor. Hi, Smart. It's a pleasure to have you here. Pleasure to be here. I've heard this is a very amazing podcast. And a lot of people listen to it. Thank you. Thank you. So, I just have a couple of questions for you. Yeah, we would love to answer those. Firstly, um, can you just introduce yourself and your dog? Sure. So, my name is Ishan. I'm from Houston, Texas. And my dog's name is Nemo, and he is two years old. He's a golden retriever. Okay. Castor? My name is Casta, and my dog's called Ziggy. What do you think, you know, a dog's posture means? Because this episode is about dog's posture. When my dog's sitting, I think he thinks that you're the boss of him and he wants, maybe he wants to play. Okay, please. Okay, and barking? Barking, maybe he wants to go outside, he's annoyed of you, or he wants also to play with you. And licking? Licking, I think it means that he loves you and he wants to spend time with you. So. Okay, and are there any tips for you uh, for like to be uh, dog owners or already existing um, dog owners? Well, um, the younger people who are listening to this, I don't think you should get a dog. But if you want, really want to get um, a dog, a younger one, and not a really big one. Yeah, okay. get a smaller one if you want to get a dog, but you don't want to handle too much. Because bigger dogs get like, so you can just You can just let him round around. And he won't do anything really. Yeah. Okay. And, and bigger dogs have um, stronger bites, so they could yeah. hurt you. And they also push and pull harder. Yeah. So you won't be able to walk them. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for your time. Do you have any like uh, suggestions for my podcast? Well, I think that you should keep doing segments like this. It was okay. really exciting being here. Thank and you. I hope your podcast goes very well. Thank you. Castor? Um, yeah, yeah, I see the same. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, bye. <laughs> Anyways, that is all for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, consider subscribing or following me on any podcast platform that you are listening to me on. It'll make me pretty happy. <laughs> Until next week, get your hint from Kidacity.